last week I spoke about God speaking your language. And uh, how many of you know he does? He speaks to our hearts the way we hear if we'll listen. And so this week I want to talk, I want to continue with that and talk about don't plug your ears. Don't don't shut him off. You know, as I finished uh, last week, and I and I didn't really get to unpack this. Um, I at the end of last week's service, I said he'll use what's in front of you to speak to you if you will listen. Now, to the fishermen, he'll use the catch like he did with Peter. Right to to the farmer, he'll he'll use a seed. In the parables, he'll use our life, just life stories, things that we live to to have his voice be heard. But why doesn't everybody hear it? You know, and in the in the belief that, uh, you know, those that call themselves atheists. Anybody know any atheists in your life? You know, can you imagine how foolish, and I, I don't mean to be offensive, and I'm, I'm believing all of you are here have faith, so I'm, I'm not going to offend you, but how foolish it is. And the, and the Scripture says, the fool in his heart has said there's no God. And I'm convinced that to, to come to that place, it's something that, that faith has to be taught out of you for you to embrace that. Because the scripture says in, in the first one in Romans chapter 1 and, and verse number 20, the reality of it is there is evidence of faith all around us. And it has to be that, that someone comes alongside of you and declares, you know, and, and, and robs you of that to me. Because I believe it is in the heart of every man, woman, and child, every child that is born to have this wonder and awe of God. In Romans chapter 1 and verse number 20 says it like this, for his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without what? There is nobody that's going to stand before God and say, well, you know what, I just, I missed it. I, you know, for some reason, I just didn't grasp it. The Bible clearly declares his invisible attributes and his power, they're clearly seen. It's not something that even is uh, remotely hidden. Talking about. Uh, uh, with somebody the other day about how incredible a machine our human body is. And, uh, you know, my dad, even at 84 years old, and in, in, in just in good health, he takes care of himself. You know, he eats right. He, he, he works continually. He does all that, those things. Uh, somewhere in the DNA, they hear, hearing's bad, right? And so the best man can do is put something artificial in there. And I said, Dad, how's it? How's he? he said, it's not like the real deal. See, we can't 
hardly duplicate not at all what God can do, what he, what he has created. But for somebody to believe that, that the creation, just our body, the, uh, the intricate uh, uh, detail and all the systems that work together, to think that wasn't created is absolutely foolish. I mean, if you take the time to think, take the human eyeball alone, and look at how, how incredible, it's, it's miraculous. And yet somebody would think that somewhere around billions of years ago, pond scum formed. Right, and, and it started to grow and it became, you know, in the evolutionary process, here we are. I, to me, I don't mean to insult anybody, but that is just pure foolishness. Nobody believes that that F-150 out there evolved. Do you? Does anybody? Come on, that just so happens that, the, you know, the, the rubber tires went where it was supposed to over a period of billions of years? You know, where gasoline morphed into diesel? No, we know, we know we can look out and wherever we're at, we can see something that was created. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It, is, it doesn't take much in a child's heart to realize and wonder about what God is all about. I'm talking from my personal experience. The other scripture is in Psalms 19 and verse number 1 and 2, and it, seven, it, says, this, uh, it says it like this, the heavens Declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. I remember as a very young boy, and I've told the story before, but sleeping out under the stars with my brothers and staring up into the heavens in, in, in wonder, and actually in awe because uh, it was the very first time that the, my young mind grasped the infinite. Because I, as I looked up, and I, nobody told me this, and nobody, there, was, there, was any, not, there was not a knowledge of God in my home. When, I was, when we were little, when I was a young boy growing up on a dairy farm, there, we never went to church, never spoke about God, never prayed, never did anything. Nothing, but as I laid out there on the lawn looking up, I realized, wait a minute, that never stops. And I began to get kind of freaked out a little bit, like, what? And, I, and the wonder of that, and, all, and what it do, spoke to me, the, the, and I realized at that time that that word came to me that God is. That's what I got, that's what I got out of. And, it, and, I, and, I, and I, what that does, the wonder and the awe of the infinite, you may not be able to put your finger on it, but I'm going to tell you what, don't plug your ears to it. When, when I come to realize that that existed, there was nobody could tell me that God did not exist. And what it caused for me, rather than, than plugging my ears to it, I've, I've was uh, uh, that wonder caused me to listen for his voice. 
I, I didn't I didn't realize it at the time, but I just knew he existed, and it caused me to wonder. Well, if, if he exists, I wonder if he interacts with us. I wonder if he's good. All of these different things, and then. From time to time, God would cause people to intersect into my life, and I would hear about him. Piqued my interest all the more. You, you think, man, you were converted in a day. I don't believe that. You were, you were drawn into his presence over a period of time. And, and I, it, it the same way, uh, if you ever lose that awe and wonder of God, even right now, I don't care who you are, where you are. You know what? There is so little we know of him. And, and, and I am absolutely in a place in my life, even after all these years, God, the things I thought I knew I didn't know. I, but it doesn't make me want to say, well, then I can't understand. It makes me more all the more. I, I'm in awe of you. Night after night. They communicate knowledge. There is nobody here and nobody that, 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 that claims that they have no faith, that, that they're an atheist. There's nobody that has an excuse. And, and, it, and to me, listen to me, the, the reason why I'm even saying this, it to me is the beginning of faith. Right? Faith is not this just somebody told me something and I'm going to believe that. Okay, some young people here, I'm going to tell you something. You've got to go from what your mom and dad has told you to having it for yourself. Not just as religious ideas, but the awe and wonder of, of God. We were uh, uh, created by him. Fearfully and wonderfully made is what the scripture said. And, and, and those of you that, you know, you... It, you're not just passing on a religious belief, but you're passing on a, an, an awe and wonder of our Creator. But that idea, that 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 desire, it just creates that faith in us. I am convinced that faith is something that that God has poured out on all men, but it is taught out of some, and so. Creating that awe and, and, and keeping that awe and wonder is absolutely essential to not plugging your ears. What happens, I, I would liken the atheist to that, to that child, and if you've ever had this happen in your home, that you, you know that child that says, I'm, I'm going to do it all myself, right? Uh, I don't need your help. I don't want your help. You know, sometimes they can say it very... Uh, some of that's okay, but they can say it very belligerently, like, I don't even, I don't need you. And I'm going to go do this myself. And and there the three-year-old is, you know, thinking that they're going to go take on the world, right? And okay, yeah, go ahead. See, see how far you get. See what you do. Not realizing that the very surrounding, you know, their home, uh, their, you know, everything that you provide for them. Right? Like the little kid that's going to run away from home at six years old, gets down to the end of the block and realizes, wait a minute. You know, but some people never gain the understanding 
that the, everything that we live in, the air we breathe. How much do you think about that? Never. How, how about the gravity that holds us to the ground? How, how about everything that goes on around us that we have absolutely no control over, but God does? And we think, I'm going to do it myself. How awesome is he? And how, how awesome is it to realize that how much that we depend on him? And if I'm going to confess that I depend on him, then I want to listen. I don't want to plug my ears to him. The world around us thinks that, you know, somehow uh, we can do it without him. Somehow that, that we don't need him. And you're like that three-year-old that's just, I'm going to do it myself. Well, i got to tell you what. If God, and, and he does, he lets us, right, try that. But that is a scary place to be. When you are the one in charge, when you're the one that, that you, you're your own protector, your provider, what is so incredible and what is so wonderful about surrendering my life to God is realizing that he is my provider. And, and, and that, that I am not just somebody uh, um, working my life and giving God a little bit of it, but I'm working God's life in me. And, and, and whatever he requires, that's what, he, that's what it is. It's not like I'm going to give him a portion of my life. My life is his. Boy, if you have never got that. You're missing out on something. You know, even as you as you give, as you and I'm talking about giving as a whole person, not just financially, but that's part of it. I can tell you where your heart is, because where a man's treasures is, that's where his heart is. And but it's it's so uh, uh, liberating. To realize that he is my source. And that it makes me and it causes me to stand in awe and wonder of him all the more. And so as uh, he told his disciples, he said, except you come to me as children. What, what, what is it that I, I, I'm convinced to still have that innocent awe and wonder of God? Not, not the idea that man, uh, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I wonder if he cares. There's an innocence about kids, man. They're just gonna believe you. And uh, and I'm and I'm asking it before the service is over. I'm gonna pray, and we're gonna pray together. But God, help me to maintain that place where it, it just causes me to be able to hear, even in the toughest of times. I, I was uh, reminded, and, and I'm going to read the, the event in the Scripture in Mark chapter 4, because there's some of you here today that life may not be uh, where you want it to be. You know, there may be some of you here, man, I'm, I'm, where, I'm good, life's good, but some of you are in a rough spot. Does that mean that God does not care? Does that mean that, man, somehow he's abandoned you? Listen, if he said he'll never leave you or forsake you, you know what? 
That's the truth. He doesn't lie. But there are some times that he allows storms in our lives only, only to teach us and only to speak into our lives. And so let me read from Mark chapter 4 and uh, verse number 35, and it says it like this. On that day, when evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd, took him along since he was already in the boat. Now, here's something. When the voice of God speaks into our lives, and when he declared to them, let's cross over to the other side of the sea, you know what was going to happen? They were going to cross over. And let me just say it like this. They were predestined to cross over. Okay? It was their destiny to get to the other side. Okay? They, they understood. They heard the voice of God. They absolutely were in a condition, in a position, and, and there was nothing that was going to stop them from getting there. I don't care what it looked like. And, and the thing of it is, if in your life, you, if God has ever spoken to you, let me tell you something. When I know it's his voice, it comes to pass. It doesn't come to pass when I think it should. Right? It's not like all of a sudden, uh, you know, he tells me that I will, I'm, you're called to Corinth, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and I'm ready to go next week. And five years later, in just a series of events, he makes it happen. And in and, and between the, the, the declaration of this is where you're going and, and where I'm at, man, there were some storms. And there were people around me thinking we were going to sink, but we never did. I, be, there was one thing I knew. I, did, I didn't like going through some of the stuff. Do you like going through some of the stuff you've gone through? But God uses those things in our lives for his divine purpose. And either all things work together for the good or none of it's true. Okay? I, I'm for all things work together for the good. So he says, we're going to go to the other side, and, and he goes on to say to, uh, um, he was already in the boat. I like the way this translation, so they left the crowd and took him along since he was already in the boat. <laughs> like, all right, he's there. I'm going to tell you, some of you trying to get rid of him, and he's still in the boat, right? He, he just, he's just going to hang. And the other boats were with him, and a fierce wind arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already swamped, but he was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. So they woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to die? If you ever get to that place, we're going to die. <laughs> you know, that fear, that that. You know, and we can laugh about it now because we know the end of the story, but it's nothing to laugh about when it's in your boat and it's your storm. And you wonder what is going on, and you wonder, does anybody really care? And you look over, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, there Jesus is asleep. It's like, wait, wait, what? Why? Do you ever feel like God was sleeping on you? Like you're not really, you know, a man, I, I got stuff going on here. 
and, and you're not doing anything, but I'm going to tell you something. Don't plug your ears at that moment because he's fixing to show you something. So they had the sense to go wake him up and say, Teacher, look what's going on here. How in the world the guy sleeping? He had to be getting wet. And, and but he just, I, I, I don't know, you know, but there's nothing that happens by chance. I guarantee you God was trying to speak wisdom into their lives. And uh, that their faith would be built. Your faith is not built when everything is going your way, folks. Your faith is built when it takes faith to survive. When survival isn't based on, you know, just, you know, writing another check or, 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 you know, buying your way out of it or going to the next doctor. Faith happens when that's all that's left. And when it's all that's left, it's a scary place to be if you're the one that's trying to be in control. But if, you, if you've gotten to the place where you've uh, trusted God, the reality of it is, listen to me, these guys in the ship, these guys in that boat, uh, God was going to use them to build the church. And he had to teach them a few things so that they could become the foundation of a worldwide movement that would last thousands of years. And so it wasn't just about the day. So many times we think, man, it's just about what's going on today, what's in front of me today. God's, how many know God's building us? He's building you. There's some divine destiny. He's got a side for us to get to. We're going over to the other side. There's a place God has for you. You're predestined to go there. It's not, it's not haphazard. It's not like, you know, you're blown around in whatever direction. God has a direction for me. And so... He says, "Don't, Master, don't you care that we perish? And uh, he got up, looked around. The Bible says he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, silence, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, why are you fearful? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified. Yeah, why are you fearful? What is it? Why is it that you still have no faith? What is it going to take in our lives for us to be filled with faith? Why are you? Now, again, think about it for a moment. It just seems so unfair if you were there in the event and to see, man, they're, they're fighting for their lives. These are, these are uh, uh, sailors. These are guys who were fishermen that, that lived on that lake. And they knew when uh, bad weather, and they knew when it, was, when it was bad. You know, I've said it before, I never get scared on an airplane unless I see that the stewardess is scared. Right? If, if you think you're, you don't freak out, watch them. If they, when they start to freak out, then it's time to freak. But the reality of it is, these guys were uh, seasoned fishermen, and they knew they were in trouble, and they were fearful. But the reality of it is, God said, look, 
we're pre-debt, we're going to the other side. And what he wanted for their lives, what he was teaching them, that his word supersedes today's situation. What he was trying to teach them was the word of God is never negated based on your present day situation. You're here today, and I, whatever it is, I'm going to tell you what, how many of you have heard his voice before? How I many you know he's got a divine purpose for you? Well, I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what the situation is today in your life. It will not prevent you from what God has. As long as you don't jump over the side of the boat and try to swim for shore yourself. Okay? He's with you. He's with me. And he, and he looked at them. He said, why are you so fearful? Well, come on, Jesus. Look what's going on around me. Look at all. I mean, we're about to, you know, we're bailing for our lives. We're, the, we're going under. He said, not as long as I was in the ship, you're And, the, and just, again, the idea of being able to hear what he says. Stopping long enough in your life and realizing don't let the situations that exist today. I, and again, there's some of you suffering physical hardship. Don't blame God for that. Our bodies are designed to fail. We're designed that way. Do I do I wish I didn't have a hearing problem? Yeah, I wish. You know? You know, do I wish do you got the idea that everything's perfect in our body because we serve God? This goes back to the dust. And if you're not weak right now, eventually you will be. Right? Just the nature of what the way we're designed, and and you know, it's if that's the season that you're in, regardless what age you are. Listen, give God the glory; He still has divine purpose. There's something He's working in us. Don't plug your ears to what He's saying. You're going to find out that man, I'm I can rejoice in the day, regardless of what's going on. He'll stand up, and there are times. When he can, in just a moment, change everything around you. One word, bam, the storm stops. And, and, and they're where they're supposed to be. Stand with me this morning as I close this. I, I think it's funny. He says, why are you so fearful? And they... You still have no faith, and the, then the scripture says, and they were terrified. But their fear was of God, not of the storm anymore. Their, I, 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 their awe and wonder was it toward him, not in wonder of what's going to happen to me today. And they said, who is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. So I wonder this morning is, come to an end of this part of the service, and we got Sunday school. Please partake of that. But, uh, that, you know, if you're in the middle of it right now, 
if if you're the place where you, God's disappointed you, I'm going to tell you something. He knows what he's doing. He's got he's got a divine purpose, and 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 for me, for you, and you just at this point, just don't plug your ears. Just just look for it where where wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever life. Uh, 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 given you and, and whatever it is that you do. Don't, God's going to speak to you in the day. And so I, I want us to pray. Just, Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that uh, I am convinced that you have predestined us. For things that we have yet to even imagine. God, not only in the life to come, but in this life, there are, there are ministries and, and lives, God, that you want to touch through us. And I'm asking you, Lord, help us to learn these lessons of faith right now. God, as you taught the disciples, as you spoke to them in the events of their lives, God, speak to us. Help us to understand even today, to hear your word. For some, oh God, uh, to, to calm a storm. But to the others that are in the midst of it, God, to realize that you're right there with us. And that regardless what the day brings, it will not prevent us from what we're destined to do. I speak your favor. I speak your grace. God, I speak faith in this house today that we could rejoice in the day knowing that you're with us. You are with us. I bless your name. I bless your name. Father, touch us this morning as we lift our voice. Come on, if you feel like he's asleep in your life, would you come on up and just see if you can wake him up? Just lift your voice to him and say, Lord, come on. You see me. Listen. He was going to talk to you. Give him an opportunity before you leave. I'm going to open these altars. That should take some time today. In Jesus' name.